listening to the Hotter Than Health podcast, focusing on fitness, nutrition, and an overall healthful lifestyle. My name is Eliza Gelman, and I am so happy to have you here with me for today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make a quick edit. I know that I mentioned on here that it was episode 90. It's episode 91. We have the beautiful Bailey Gilu on the podcast. We're going to be talking about sleep health, um, everything correlated with sleep, how to battle some sleep anxiety if you've been struggling with it, her journey through sleep, the holistic approach, as well as the, um, the medical and the scientific and the diagnostic side of sleep. So I also just wanted to make sure that if you know anyone who is struggling with sleep, I genuinely believe that it is one of the root causes of why we hold on to physical, emotional tension. I think that it's so important in order for us to really progress in either weight loss, relationships. Um, I think it's the most dominant form of self-care and um, I kind of go through my sleep habits at night and some of the products and some of the systems that I use that help me because I know I definitely struggle with this. And I get a lot of clients saying, hey, you know, I only get five or six hours of sleep, but I want to wake up early. I want to do this workout or, you know, I ate too late. So there are so many different factors, but I I really think that we should be appreciative of the abundance of information that we have out there on the importance of sleep health. So if you know anybody struggling with their sleep health and their, um, their sleep routine, send them this podcast have them reach out to Bailey. She is a wealth of knowledge and we're so lucky to have her on here to talk about this. If you guys like this podcast, make sure you let me know so that we can have her on again. Um, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this. So make sure you get your notebooks out. We're going to have a lot of information, a lot of products, a lot of tips, and she's got a lot going on that will really benefit all of us. So without further ado, let's get into the interview episode 90 with Bailey Gilude. Let's get into it. We've got Bailey Gilu, and I'm just kind of going to let her take it away. How are you, Bailey? Hey, Eliza. Thanks for the introduction. So happy to be here. And yes, I'm a South Carolina native, originally from Beaufort, and went to College of Charleston. So happy to be talking to y'all. <laughs> um, so yeah, as Eliza said, I am a an ex-insomniac, actually turned sleep expert in holistic coach. I spent so many years just like frustrated with my sleep patterns, waking up too early and not being able to fall asleep, feeling anxious at the thought of going to sleep and then like not having the the energy that I wanted to show up in life and accomplish the things that I wanted to do. Um, and it ended up being like such a negative snowball effect that I ended up turning a an injury into chronic pain because we get so many benefits from our body while we're sleeping. And because I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't able to heal that chronic pain. Uh, So I've used all my knowledge in everything that I've done in healing my chronic pain, my insomnia, and created my practice where where I coach people for better sleep. (laughs) That's incredible. And so many people struggle with sleep, but they think that maybe it's just caffeine or they think that they're so busy to the point where like they're the only person in the world who's ever struggled with sleep, but that's just not the case. I feel like it's so much more common than we think, or, you know, there are other issues thinking, okay, well I I can fall asleep, but maybe you're not getting quality sleep. I think there are so many different levels to it, but I think anxiety and, and the busy mind and, um, 
not understanding the real benefits of it is is really where it all comes from. So when when you're working with your clients and you say you're a, a, a sleep coach, what does that look like? Can you kind of run us through what you were noticing in your own life that, or, or what you caught on to that sparked that light bulb for you to make this your full-time passion? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just so many years of insomnia and uh, I think there is actually like one insomniatic episode, as I like to call them, because I noticed that like for me and a lot of my clients, like we have these insomniatic episodes rather than fully being insomniac all the time. And there was this one episode per se that was lasting for way too long. It was lasting like three weeks and I was getting like four hours of sleep or less, like more like two and I was just so frustrated and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do something about this. And at that time I was coaching people for anti-inflammatory diets and confidence and just like mindset coaching as well as a little bit of, you know, food coaching and fitness coaching. But I realized like even with all of this knowledge, even dedicating myself to, I, at that time there was a, it was a side gig with all this time invested in learning about health, I was still having sleep problems. And it was giving me such anxiety and that anxiety was fueling the sleep problems, right? It's like a cycle of anxiety, you have more sleep problems, sleep problems, you have more anxiety. Um, so yeah, that's what made me want to jump into it full time. And with my clients and with everyone that I, uh, urge to improve their sleep. I think it's so important to take a holistic view and think wider rather than it's just the caffeine or, you know, it's just the anxiety. It's important to go from all angles when you're healing your sleep, because it is something that is impacted by every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And with your clients that you work with, you know, it gets, it gets to the point where you say, yeah, you know, I'm not the best sleeper. Oh, I don't need that much sleep. Or, um, you know, I, it, I only sleep a few hours a night, but I've been like that my whole life. Those types of conversations, I feel like it really takes um, getting to almost this low, this anxious low in your life where you're like, you feel like innately the only thing that you need is sleep. And that's when someone, that's when you reach out to a sleep coach. Cause <laughs> at that point there's, there's, it's, it seems like, a conversation we just don't have typically because you hear all these people having conversations like, oh, this is how I lost weight. Like there are always a million ways people lost weight or there's a million ways that people got happy and fell in love, but there aren't always these conversations about different ways to fall asleep and have healthy sleep habits. Um, so when your clients come to you, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you, um, that you hear from them that, that might surprise someone? Um, yeah, so, uh, I would say that, I mean, okay, what would surprise someone? Uh, well, before you said surprise, the one thing I was thinking of is that, uh, most of my clients come to me and they've tried like a ton of different things like sleep studies and all these different things. And there's also people that haven't tried those, but a lot of people are trying all of these methods, whether it's, you know, trying over the counter meds or supplements and everything and they're just not seeing a difference. Um, and it's like, 
why is sleep so hard to pinpoint and why is it such an issue that's sprouting up more and more and uh yeah, the answer is in lying and healing it from a holistic point of view and taking into view a modern lifestyle and what it does for our sleep, as well as what's happening inside our body on a cellular level uh, with our hormones, our thyroid, our minerals, and our gut health. I'm sure you know a lot about gut health, uh, considering what you do. kind of a thing but I do I want to hear about what what do you tell people so you know it's not just melatonin it's not just magnesium what are some things that you relate back to gut health um what are some fine what are some your minerals and your hormones and everything like that when you Mm -hmm. improve your sleep it improves all of these systems as well so it's just a really like connected system all all of our, uh, everything that's in our body, right? Yeah. And so, okay, let's say you get someone, you, you test their gut microbiome, their uh, flora, and you find, you find something. You say, okay, let's try and fix this with some healing foods and, and uh, maybe an anti-inflammatory diet like you were talking about. So what type of foods are you recommending to your clients? And I know that there's no one size fits all, but for example, you know, are you saying that you, you know, are you adding in more root vegetables? Are you adding in from an Ayurvedic perspective? Um, how are you, how are you recommending foods for people who are, um, struggling with their sleep and maybe it's related back to the gut health? Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely, depends on where they're at. Uh, I, I like to meet everyone where they're at because you can't go to someone who has been eating like chips and fried chicken every day and say, okay, go on a no dairy, no gluten diet, eat only eat vegetables only, you know? So it definitely depends where you're at. Um, but I will say ideally like a whole foods, like consistent and balanced diet is the most important with sleep. Um, and there's evidence that shows, hang on, let me bring up some sleep foods evidence that I have on some, so I have some studies written down. So, yep, yep. <laughs> um, first of all, I would say the main thing with food is to watch your sugar intake with with sleep and food in general, like sugar is the main thing that's going to uh, decrease our sleep quality. So it's related to more restless sleep and more disrupted sleep. There's a 2016 study um, shows healthy volunteers. They had more frequent awakenings throughout the night and more restless sleep in general. Uh, and the reason for this is that sugar uh, sugar's effect on sleep, it, it stimulates our appetites and, and our cravings. And this, this wakes us up like tiny little micro wake ups and that creates the restless sleep, you know, waking up really tired. Oh God, that, and it sucks. And I think that that actually, I will, I will tell you something. I'll be very honest with you. Typically I don't do like grains or sugars or really anything that doesn't have a lot of fiber in it in the morning for breakfast. If I do breakfast, usually I'll do just fruit and like have some chia gel over it just for some essential fats, those kinds of things. But today I was scrambling and I was like, damn, this toast looks really good. So I made a piece of toast, 
typically I don't do that. It was Ezekiel bread. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like white bread, had a piece of Ezekiel toast and did half a banana. And I was like, damn, I really want honey. Maybe it's because I'm on my period and I'm menstrual and I just, I want what I want when I want it and I'm going to do it. But I did that. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to look at myself throughout the, or not look at myself, but I'm going to monitor my energy levels throughout the day just to see how I'm feeling because this is a breakfast that I don't typically have. And I'm a huge proponent of like a nice little, small amount of protein and like a good fat in the morning. And I'm telling you all freaking day, I have been crashing. I have been foggy. I have been like wired, but overwhelmed and unable to think clearly. I've had weird cravings for the rest of the day. I've craved sugar and for the rest of the day, I've craved bread and pasta and things like that, which I typically don't. Usually I want, you know, a more, a more protein or fats or avocado, not today. And it truly <laughs> triggers you for the entire day. So it's so cyclical how that happens. Um, so yeah, diet, God, diet plays a massive role in it and sugar. You're so, so right. Bailey sugar is just yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And when we have bad sleep, we tend to go for things like sugary foods and, uh, you know, simple carbs, right? Because it's like our body tells us that's what we're going to get energy from the fastest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we know like logically from what you just said. And by the way, I want to, I just want to praise you for, you know, checking in with your body on food and how it makes you feel. I think that's so important and something that I think can't be missed in coaching and you know how you look at food is checking in with your body and honoring your hunger cues mm-hmm. uh, and not not feeling guilt around it just taking knowledge of it <laughs> exactly because it, it's one of those feelings where I think okay I recognize where this came from and the root cause of this tomorrow I shan't do that I will like have my fat in my coffee with my coconut milk and then I'll do some avocado I'm not doing this again it is not worth it I do not enjoy it it's not fun I'll save that for later in the day right and maybe if you have a day that you don't need as much energy you can enjoy that and not feel that that feeling of like not having energy right exactly like it depends on the day and what kind of energy you need what type of uh productivity you need to perform that day. Yep. Um, Yep. Completely agree. Well, so, um, and I, I'm sure you had more to go on to, but I do want to hear what you were talking about recommending food as far as, um, is there anything, if, if we have a listener right now who's saying, God, I don't know if I should necessarily reach out to a sleep coach yet, but I don't, I do have pretty shitty sleep. You know, I, I just don't know if I need a coach quite yet. What are some things that maybe they can add into their nightly routine as far as food or beverages, things that might calm the mind, things that might, um, maybe it is a quick fix, but maybe that is all they need to get rid of their anxiety. Like you have one good night of sleep and then some of your anxiety goes away because you're like, okay, I can do it. So what are, what are some quick things that people could do just to see if it really is at that point where they need a sleep coach? Okay. Yeah, I can definitely help you with like some top tips to improve your sleep in general. Yes, yes. Right. And we'll go into food and we'll go into light and everything like that. First, I want to hit light. Um, Absolutely. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> light is a drug. We have to start acknowledging that light has such a, an impact on our mood, on our energy, on our circadian rhythm. And when we fall asleep at night, 
how much sleep pressure we have and how much melatonin we produce. And melatonin is the sleep hormone. If you don't already know, I feel like everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> but so to improve your relationship with light, I guess, uh, it's important to notice when you are putting away screens at night, when you're putting away blue light at night, having things, having uh, your technology set up so that it's, you know, you can still be a modern human and still be able to look at it at night. And so what I mean by that, I guess, is that you can add different, um, what do you call it? extensions to your computer and to your phone to make your blue light red or orange um, for your computer the app is called f.lux f.lux flux uh and not that's just the one i use yeah it's great oh, and it's you can so good. put it on a schedule and it it hooks you up with a an orange light after a certain time um, another, I, I love to tell people to put their phones on dark mode. Mm -hmm. uh, that just makes the like text messages and Instagram black instead of white. Still just as beautiful and great for your eyes. Um, and if you are someone who can't fall asleep until, unless they like have the TV on, uh, I would say that it's important to like maybe try and watch TV outside of your bed. And then uh, once you're done watching TV, go into your bed as soon as you're done, even if it's like one minute. Uh, it's just important to not have like your computer right next to your bed as you're falling asleep, if that I makes sense. I completely agree with that. And I would just wanna give myself a little pat on the back because I've been doing the flex thing forever. Um, when I started working at a desk job, when I was staring at a computer, like blue light and think about it, all the people working from home right now who are staring at a screen, they're, they're not moving much at all. And they're staring at blue light all throughout the day. So they don't have that. They don't have any of that shift in, in light structure. They're always staring at that same light because it's not natural. They're in their home. But, um, and I also feel like that probably leads into sleep anxiety, but there was one other thing. So, um, I want to know if this is, I know it's not pointless cause it physically makes me feel good, but I have this pink Himalayan sea salt little light plug in next to my bed. And so if it's past, if it's like sunset or sundown, anytime past that, I won't turn on any of my overhead lights. I'll only do my like table side light, my bedside light and then my little tiny pink Himalayan sea salt lamp and it kind of just makes the room feel like a spa it's amazing is there science I've done a little research on it is that woo woo is that a bunch of mumbo jumbo because I I love this lamp and I think it's changed my world but is it like that for everyone oh absolutely not I'm a huge fan of red light red light like you can definitely use that and help you produce melatonin so what happens with light and red light is that red light hits our eyes and it sends a message to our pineal gland and this sends a message to our internal clock our, that's, that's uh, you know, controlling our circadian rhythm when we go to sleep. And this starts producing melatonin and increasing sleep pressure. So that's red light, all of, all of what I just said, increasing sleep pressure and producing melatonin. So I definitely love red lights. 
the Himalayan salt lamp, I'm not sure exactly the research behind that light specifically, but I, I do know that like just any low light in general will help you with that. Um, and red light has also been shown to do things like reduce headaches, uh, decrease episodes of PTSD and helping us fall asleep faster, improving sleep quality, all of that good stuff. So yes, good on the red light. <laughs> Love that. What do you, so can I ask a very personal question? Can you, yeah, of course. <laughs> what are you wearing? Just kidding. Can, <laughs> can you walk us through what your sleep habit and your sleep ritual looked like when you were really, really at your lowest point, struggling with sleep so bad, like before you went to bed during the night, when you woke up, what did your day look like then? And what does your sleep hygiene when, what do your sleep habits look like specifically now? Yeah. Um, so, okay. Back to when I was insomniac, I guess, um, a, a lot of, a lot of my sleep issues were probably a combination of, uh, anxiety, like depression and chronic pain, uh, related. And then as well as I think my gut was messed up. And so, um, I was still doing like a lot of the, the things that I do now, right? Like I wasn't on my computer until super late. Uh, my anxiety levels were way higher though, because I wasn't doing the things that I do now to, to like balance out my anxiety, to help me with my anxiety. Um, and I mean, it's, it's as simple as things like adding more ways to like be in touch with my primal self during the day, you know, combating modern lifestyle, like we just talked about with blue light, but also doing that with ergonomics and how you work and ergonomics of your sleep and everything, just producing like better body health in general that lessens your anxiety. Uh, I would also say now I'm just like, at a place uh, emotionally, spiritually, mindfully, where I'm in touch with my intuition and grounded in myself, which is something that I had to learn to do. Um, and that definitely takes a huge impact on my sleep. I love that. Well, so does that mean that you, um, I mean, I know there are going to be a lot of people who are like, well, how do I get there? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are, what can we do to have better sleep like tonight? You know, I'm, I'm exhausted right now, but my brain has been going nonstop. Like I think if I close my eyes right now, I could fall asleep, but I know when I hit the pillow tonight, brain's going to be moving. Even if I do my, my sea salt lamp, even if I do my like warm bath, no screens, spa music, sleep mask, all that good shit. Right. So, um, I mean, so we never, we went to the, the top five tips for sleep is like, you know, blue light, taking care of your anxiety, eating a healthy, balanced diet, uh, in touch with your intuition on your diet rather than like feeling super restrictive. And, um, cause I think a lot of people get sleep anxiety from, you know, I have to be keto and I have to intermittent fast and I go to bed starving because I'm intermittent fasting and like doing stuff like that is not great for our sleep. Keto in general can have a good impact on your sleep. If you 
are someone that does that like their body enjoys keto and like <laughs> it's not for everyone though I wonder um, if it has anything to do with the lack of sugar in the keto diet yeah possibly um also I mean the uh, a low a low uh fat diet's associated with non-restorative sleep and daytime sleepiness so mm. that's another thing like low fat is not great low protein is also uh associated with a short sleep and oversleeping um so it's it's again like just the balanced uh consistent diet and listening to your hunger cues and not going to bed hungry so you asked me like what would i I think you're basically asking me like, okay, what's, what's the routine that we can do tonight to sleep better? Is that what you're asking me? I'm asking you as soon as I get home tonight from this okay. damn workout, I want to be chilling and I can start preparing as early as seven 30. Like what does my night look like tonight? Actually, no, that's a lie. We can do that later. I'll do that off the call. I want to talk about more people that are like, that are listening right now. So let's think the average okay. listener, let's say they have two kids at home. They're coming home from work around six o'clock. They've got to make dinner. They've got to get the babies to bed. They still, their husband is, is around and helping and doing his own thing, but, but he sleeps like a rock. So he doesn't have to worry about it. What is this woman doing? Yeah. Right. Um, so for people like this and like most people like me, like we just want to be able to like shut off immediately. Right. Um, and <laughs> like go from 100 to zero, mm -hmm. uh, but we can't, it's impossible for us to do that, right? We have to progress into sleep. Um, and I think a lot of like getting good sleep is noticing the impact of good quality sleep and what it can do for your health. Um, so again, like, I, I don't think we've talked about this actually is this, the benefits of sleep are just, a, amazing right they it helps you against diseases like diabetes and heart disease but also things like alzheimer's because there's this amazing sewage system in the brain that gets turned on high gear in the night called the glymphatic system and this clears debris of tau protein and beta amyloid which are precursors for alzheimer's so knowing the benefit is so amazing and having the motivation to have a routine that progresses us into a more relaxed state. Uh, I would also say like learning meditation, breath work, getting hypnotherapy when you need it, getting energy healing, all that stuff is extremely powerful and definitely not like, uh, you know, woo-woo as people like to call it. Uh, <laughs> it it's, it's so powerful, the, the, the um, uh, the evidence of meditation is just truly astounding. It helps, you know, in, in so many ways with our neural networks and our body in general, and just helping us with our anxiety and being able to sleep. So, yeah. And that's so important is, is I think you're right is finding, finding a way for everyone to understand the importance of sleep and, and exactly where they are. You know, it might look different for one person. For me, it might be because, you know, my gut health and my energy and for some other person, it might be because they're predisposed genetically to Alzheimer's, something like that. So like find your why of why you need to be clear and focused and, and to clear out your brain and to um, allow your body that, that chance to reset. So I, I hear it all the time. You know, I, I, 
coach at a studio, sometimes, you know, waking up at three 30 in the morning. So personally, my schedule, my sleep schedule is a little bit effed and I'm not, I, I don't have the luxury right now of going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. Would you say that that's super important to set your circadian rhythm? Like, I think I talk about it all the time, but I want to hear your thoughts on, you know, having, having an actual routine, kind of like a baby. I wish I was a baby sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sleep schedule is like the number one thing to help with your sleep. But that being said, like you still can get a good sleep and have like the occasional night or the occasional morning where you're getting up at three 30. Um, it's just like really training you to do really training you to power down um, when you want to power down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, okay, I need more examples to be able to give actionable advice for this. So you're waking up at three 30, yep. uh, a couple times a week. So let's, let's say this at, on my Monday morning, I have to wake up at three 30 in the morning and I have to go. So I like to wake up at least an hour before I have to do anything so that I can ease into my morning. I'm very much big on my morning routine. Um, and I think that a lot of people listening to that podcast, this podcast have a morning routine as well, whether it just be five minutes or whether it be like me, like an hour, but, um, I go straight into, it's still dark outside when I'm up in my car getting, driving to work. And even the first two hours that I'm at work, it's still dark. And I work in a dark room with loud pumping, blah, 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 like insane womp, womp music. Oh, you work at high low. I do. (laughs) Okay. So I automatically am waking up and it's cortisol and you know, you want to have that cortisol spike in the morning for your fight or flight. Like it keeps you alive and that's when it should be at its highest. But I feel like I flood myself with it in the morning and then I am crashing throughout the rest of the day. So what do you feel about super high intensity workouts early, early in the morning? That's my question too. (laughs) Um, Sorry. The last part of that cut off but I think you said just like being exhausted and what you do the rest of the day yeah so and I also would love to hear your thoughts after you answer that question about um you know what do people do who have irregular sleep timing schedules um would love to hear about your thoughts on a morning workout really intense oh okay yeah um so as far as like what you would do the rest of the day, I would definitely recommend like if you are tired, taking a little bit of a nap and I can give you some tips for naps if you want. Is, is a nap in the cards for you? I can, I can prioritize like an hour for a nap. So for someone who can prioritize an hour for a nap, even if it's just like in your car, (laughs) um, what would you say? Yeah, I would say go for a 25 minute nap, uh, no longer than that because further than that, we'll get into a stage two of sleep and that's going to be harder to wake up out of. Um, if you, if you, I, I, the two naps that I would recommend are like a 25 to 30 minute nap or a 90 minute nap, um, because that's going to, again, wake us up in a more like, uh, awake stage of sleep. And, that's going to allow us to go on the day without feeling that super groggy feeling from napping. And another thing that I would say with napping is uh, having either an alarm clock that's really nice sounding, um, especially for you getting up at 3.30 a.m., I would definitely buy some like relaxing alarm sound on your phone if that's what you use. Yeah. Uh, because 
again, as, as it's important to progress and to see sleep, it's also really important to progress out of it. Um, because like when we're sleeping, we're so in touch with our subconscious and we can't just like go from, you know, being in touch with our subconscious, being in this healing space to right out in front, you know, putting on a show yeah. <laughs> as, as a wake person. Um, yeah. And okay. So the, yeah, two, 20 minutes and 90 minutes and having either an alarm okay. clock that's nice or having a friend or a roommate or you know a partner come and wake you up that can I that's like huge for me I can't wake up without someone else waking me up um so okay yeah like a 25 or a 90 minute nap okay but not not like a 40 minute nap that makes sense because I always I'm not, I always thought I'm like not a napper because I just feel groggy and like, I don't have time. You know, I, I like to just power through it. So that's good to know. So 25 minutes. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Right. On Monday. <laughs> and, then, um, and then also know that, uh, a, just like closing your eyes and resting, even if you're daydreaming, even if you're like not meditating, just closing your eyes and resting, and sort of giving your body like the illusion sort of that you're sleeping, right? Like closed eyes, relaxed state, uh, that can also help your energy levels throughout the day too. Like you don't necessarily have to go into it with the intention to nap. Maybe it can just be like an intention to relax with my eyes closed right now. Yeah, because I feel like if I said to myself or if someone said to themselves, okay, I have 25 minutes to nap, that's already putting pressure on you. And then you keep looking at your phone, like how much longer do I have? You know, um, that's, that's a really great point. Yeah. That brings me to my favorite point about sleep and anxiety is like, okay, we know that there's all these benefits, right? Like if you don't sleep, you're going to get Alzheimer's or if you don't sleep, you're going to get fat, like all this stuff. Right that you're like, okay, I need my sleep and I have a huge busy day tomorrow. I better get to sleep right now. Like (laughs) think about if you were to, you know, put that sort of pressure on a friend or any relationship you have, like, how would that, how would that conversation go? And if you look at it as sleep, as like your friend and someone that you need to be uh, compassionate and patient with, then maybe it can improve your, the way you look at sleep and the way you sleep in general. I love that. I, and it's true. It's, it goes along the same lines as saying, okay, why would you talk to yourself like that if you wouldn't talk to someone else like that? You know? So I think that that's, that's beautiful. And, um, it kind of brings us full circle. I would love to, before you go, cause I know that I've just, you know, asked you a million questions on how I can improve my own sleep. But for, you know, someone who is listening right now, who is a little bit nervous about going to sleep tonight, other than, you know, easing into bed with the red lights and the tips that you gave us earlier, what, um, what would you say as far as someone who has a little bit of sleep anxiety? Um, do you have any, like, mantras or specific breath work or a specific mini guided meditation that you like to go to like a tangible resource for someone to try out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say anyone with sleep anxiety, I have been there. I feel you. That's like probably one of the main causes of my anxiety or causes of my sleep deprivation, I think is like 
being, being anxious and being anxious at the thought of falling asleep. And just like I said, with the nap, uh, we can get so many benefits from just relaxing. So if you are someone who has anxiety or just in general, everyone, I want you to start looking at sleep as okay. Here I am in my bed and now is my time to relax. I may not be able, I may not sleep right now. I may not, you know, be able to fall asleep in a minute or two, but I am going to fully relax. I'm going to enjoy the feeling of my bed. Um, just getting really present with like the physical sensations that are in the room. Uh, you know, how do the sheets feel? How does the bed feel? And if you can't fall asleep in uh, less than 20 minutes or so, get out of the bed and go somewhere else in the room, journal. Journaling is like the best way to self-coach yourself. If you are not interested in having a coach, um, journaling is so powerful and I've had so many breakthroughs through journaling. So I would say journaling and also having something like binaural beats or like uh, a calming music in the background. Uh, I can certainly send you a link to some of mine that I love if that helps. Absolutely. Send me every link that you can think of. That's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I know that a lot of people will listen to like rain noises and things like that. I'm a huge fan of, what do you think about pink noise or brown noise? Yeah, I actually, my friend introduced this to me a little while ago and I don't know much about it, honestly, but it seems like it would be a great idea. I'm super into binaural beats and I think it's like around the similar thing if I can you tell me about it I, I mean honestly it comes on and it kind of just sounds like a, a a whooshing whir it doesn't sound like rain it doesn't sound like a beat it doesn't sound like a gong or bulls being hit in Tibet it doesn't sound anything anything woo woo it really like it almost just sounds like it's a type of white noise it almost feels like you're on a plane it kind of feels like you're on a plane if you close your eyes and you can't really explain it because it's almost a nothingness, but a louder nothingness. It's just like a, it's like a ambient type of vibration. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Like, I bet it's like the, I bet it's probably at similar to like 430 Hertz, which is supposed to be like the healing vibration for uh, humans in general, just like very high energy healing. Um, yeah. So yeah. Pink noise is great. When you have the combination of the dark lights in the room, like the red lights that I've got or, or that other people would have or accent lighting, as well as having that, my phone is just plugged into the side of my room and it'll play some of those, some of those tunes. Um, and it, it really makes the room feel almost like padded and cushiony. I love that. <laughs> what you just described is uh, so important is to have like this space that's our sleep sanctuary right like somewhere that we're going to walk in and we just feel this wave of relaxation and if you don't have that physically if you can't figure out like you know for me i'm someone that like i used to love traveling before quarantine so whatever you know whenever i'm in a new space or even when i'm in my space now i like to imagine what like my ultimate relaxation sleep sanctuary would look like and how it feels and what it sounds like and what it smells like and all the sensations that I can imagine. And once you 
start imagining those sensations. And once you start creating a space that is the sanctuary for relaxation, you're more likely to fall into that relaxed state. It is so true. It has to be a sanctuary. And I think that's such a great way to put it. Thank you so much for answering all of my questions. And I definitely phrase them to myself, but I know that we had a bunch of people, you know, needing a little bit of, um, needing just some of these tips. And I know some of these things might just seem like, okay, yeah, I'll try that. But like, what do I take? What is the supplement? But I think that this is so much deeper than that. And this is, these are types of practices that we can carry with us when we travel. Um, so that if you forget your melatonin at home or you forget your CBD, then this, these are practices that you can take with you anywhere you go. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you? Tell us about your course that you have going on right now that tell us what you've got. Oh yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Bailey Gilu, B-A-I-L-E-Y-G-U-I-L-L-O-U-D. I know it's a hard one, but maybe Liza can link it for me. I will. Uh, and my website is also linked to my bio, on my Instagram. You can find my course there. Uh, it's a three-day mini course. It's a holistic approach in healing your sleep. We talk about Uh, everything that we talked about with like your sanctuary, creating an environment for sleep. Uh, I talk about a full day on your mindset and gearing your mind up for bed. And also we talk about body and all, I go into foods you can eat and everything like that, the diet, more details about that. So you can check that out on my website, baileygilu.com. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. you guys so much for listening to today's episode please make sure you go on subscribe on itunes spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcasts share the podcasts share the love share the knowledge and go ahead and give us a follow on instagram at eliza g underscore fitness and have the most amazing day